0: Yeah. Oh my! It's it's yeah. new here in Vendor City, New Jersey, and 9 a.m. in Sacramento, California, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Friday, November 17th, with your host, me, Ray, and well, Justice, not Zach, and not Zach. And, and and somebody said, well, why don't you call him handsome? If this is the handsome Justice, who's not Zach? <laughs> <laughs> That was, how,
1: you know, I, I was not offended that you didn't call me handsome. I never, never even crossed my mind.
0: That, that, that's a term I mean, of endearment for my son. Yeah. But somebody said, yeah. what, you don't think justice is handsome? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nope, I, you know, uh, you know, you love your son more than you love me. I'm,
0: I'm okay with that. Right. Well, I, yeah, I've known him longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you know what, what? What can I tell you?
1: What's I know great? this is Kimberly's favorite jacket. Yes, and I wore it in honor of uh, Kimberly Fridays. I like that.
0: <laughs> I like that. Well, I guess we should we should talk about the elephant in the room. And 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 yes. the elephant in the room is, as as the headline says, Amazon ends car dealerships? Question mark. We're not yeah. notice. It's not an exclamation point. It's a question. That's right. Point. Okay. Um, we're not saying it's going. We're we're wondering if it's going to happen. What did you think when you saw the article in automotive news that that Hyundai and Amazon have teamed up and starting in um, January, mm-hmm. apparently you'll be able to buy a Hyundai via Amazon. And what do you think about that? Um
1: well, first it's fulfilled through a dealership. So to me, this is just another Costco program, another lead generation. I I have questions whether there's gonna be anything in the language that tells the dealer that they can't mark up or they can't force add-ons that they're agreeing to sell it, whatever the price that they're agreeing to sell on. You know, that's one thing that Zach does really well is he's not just negotiating that price. He's saying, oh, and you can't force any yeah. of these add-ons and you can't do this and that. And, you know, and we look at your doc fee when we're figuring out what the deal is and everything, you know, so we're accounting for all of that. And I just have my doubts that this Amazon deal is going to do that. If we yeah. already know that Hyundai doesn't hold their dealers
0: accountable to anything like that. Oh, and we, we've so, seen that for, uh, for yeah. several years now since COVID. Um, and, and you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, because of the way franchise laws are, are written, they can't hold their dealers accountable for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they are, as we always like to remind people, manufacturer suggested retail prices. It's merely a suggestion. The market controls what the ultimate cost is going to be to the consumer when there's a shortage of supply and, and excess demand. Prices go up. I'll just remind everybody at the start of COVID, uh, I don't know, like 10 days in, you couldn't find toilet paper at at your local store anymore because, well, people thought there was going to be a toilet paper shortage. So, you know. Well, there was because of them. Yeah, because of those people. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, Yeah. they wouldn't leave toilet paper for everybody else. I'm going to have it and you're not. Okay, well, then I'm coming over to your house to take a dump. But that's besides the point. (laughs) Don't get me started on that. No, but yeah. So, we know that a lot of Hyundai dealers have added tremendous markups to their vehicles. And, and having yeah. read the article, it stated in the article that initially, if, for the initial rollout, there's going to be 18 dealerships, I guess, scattered around the country, that will fulfill these orders. And... It said in the article that that the the vehicle could be delivered to you. Sounds familiar. We do that for people, That's or right. or you could go into the dealership and pick it up. Sounds like us. You can do that too. Um, I just wonder how these dealerships will be held accountable for pricing. We know that our pricing is real, honest to God pricing. Yes, we know that. Um, I don't know about this. So, yeah,
1: this the one thing here that got me was this. Payment and financing options will be available during checkout. I have all kinds of questions about that, yeah. and I, w- I wish we had Kimberly on right now, um, just because, like, aren't there um, just a million different privacy laws and Bank regulations and everything else in the, the dealership world that is that is way more than like buying a TV on Amazon. So yeah. how is this working with that? How how because, is all that yeah, going
0: to work? You can you know you can have your credit card on file at Amazon, but you cannot buy a car for the full amount with your credit card. Yeah, um, you cannot. So you know. If they're going to talk financing and stuff online, that means somebody's going to have to submit a credit application, because not everybody. And, and the products they said the products too. Yes. So are they are they talking extended
1: warranties tire and wheel and all that? So all these warranted products, like that, doesn't that vary? I I say this knowing the answer to this. Yes, it varies dramatically from state to state on what you are allowed to do yeah so I don't know how all this is being accomplished on amazon
0: and i'm you know obviously the the Amazon and Hyundai must have had uh, some pretty deep um conversations in regards to this um but it's just it, it's interesting to me how they're they're going to do it um you know you and i um you got to listen in i i was having a conversation yesterday with with uh, Chris Barron, who's the vice president and general manager of uh, Molinax Ford in Kissimmee, uh, Florida. And Mullinax has uh, a way of doing business that is, well, something that we support wholeheartedly, which is the advertised price is the price. There are no dealer fees. Um, what that price is, is what you're going to pay. It's pretty damn simple. And So, having had that conversation with him yesterday, I mean, he said they have two Hyundai stores that operate the same in the same manner. All their stores operate the same way. And he said, and they didn't know yet exactly how this could impact those stores or if those stores would be part of the 18. It seems to me that if your Hyundai. And Amazon, and you're hooking up like that. Well, you would want to use the Molinax stores because of the way they do business. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe that's why there's only eighteen of them. Maybe they've identified eighteen that are that are straight shooters. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't I, like. I'm. You know, it's all sort of a question right now. I got announced yesterday, and we're speculating as we do um,
0: on on one story from the media yesterday. <laughs> Well, but, yeah. well, because they haven't shared enough yeah, information not, course yeah. to really know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm, I look. I'm hopeful. I hope
1: they do it the same way we do it. Think, you know, if there, there's several of us out there pulling this market together and getting this together, that's how we change the industry. That's yeah. how things get changed. You know the yes. The forwards the, you know, Amazon doing this, hopefully, what we're trying to do, you know, no one entity is going to change the uh, the industry. So, well, you know, I, I hope it does. And, you know, just real, I will to pull up this comment real fast. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos has absolutely nothing to do with Amazon anymore. He's he's just a shareholder. A point.
0: pretty big one,
1: but, I think, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, a really <laughs> big one, but he's not doing the day-to-day um so but you know that said it's the point is that amazon like they're adept at business yes i mean they single-handedly put them all out of business so you know they know what they're doing to a degree
0: i'm i just have questions about how that works here and so because it's not like others haven't tried i mean ebay motors um you know, there there are any number of entities out there that have tried. Um, and during our conversation yesterday with, with Chris, I, I mean, I said, well, wouldn't you like to see everybody operate the way you do? And he said, no, <laughs> not at all. He said, I'm thankful that all the others want to continue doing it the way they do it. It makes our life easier when we explain our process to people, and it allows us to, to develop relationships with our customers where they ch- they keep coming back to us because once they've experienced this way of purchasing a car where it is unencumbered uh with the deception that you normally find at dealerships um and and it's actually pleasant that that when people walk in yeah. they go I can't believe I can't this is it this yeah it's straightforward um so we, you know, maybe between Amazon, maybe between uh, the Earl Stewarts and the Moenxes of the world, and and between Car Edge, we literally can pull the industry kicking and screaming into the twenty first century. Maybe, may, may maybe, <laughs> but
1: but I think uh, you have led us into. Um, it's a great territory to to leapfrog into um, our favorite segment because I have a pushback against that, and I think you know what it is. <laughs> which, which segment did you want me to do?
0: Really? You've got to be kidding me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So I'm trying to get the headline here because stupid automotive news uh, own headline is blocked. But um, yeah, so we have automotive news reporting that The House Judiciary, there it is. The House uh, panel opens a probe into the FTC. That's right. They're not (laughs) probing dealerships and their practices. They're probing the FTC's uh, proposal that dealerships should be more transparent and upfront about everything. (laughs) So Uh, we can all try to pull these dealers kicking and screaming as you say
0: Ray but uh, yes
1: it seems like we're fighting congress well
0: well, well here's 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 the beauty of that though if i may for just an instant the the likelihood of congress being able to actually accomplish anything that they put on their agenda is pretty damn remote <laughs> based based on yes. what we have seen happen over the past year Um, so yeah they can probe that sure probe the FTC as as over the proposals to I don't know make it easier for your constituents to be able to buy a car in a clear and concise manner yeah because oh it would be it would be be too hard for the dealers to have to comply with nonsense like that so yeah I will Will it delay things? Probably, because well, I don't know. That's what Congress does. They delay everything. They they kick they continually kick the can down the road. Um, but I would suggest to consumers out there, and I believe every last one of us is, um, pay close attention to uh, the Congress people that are in favor of continuing the sales practices that are commonplace at dealerships and don't want to do anything about it on your behalf, and then make a decision as to whether or not you think they should represent you moving forward. Um, and if your decision is you don't think they should, then vote their vote their asses out of office. And, and if your decision is, no, 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 I, I'd be pleased as punch to continue to have uh, dealerships continue these deceptive practices, then keep voting for those people. But the idea, the just the idea that we're going to turn things around and, and probe the FTC because I don't know they actually want to try and protect customers is some of the most ridiculous nonsense that I've heard out of Washington. And, and my son lives there, so I hear nonsense from him all <laughs> the time. But it's some of the most ridiculous nonsense I've heard out of out of Washington in years and years and years. It's just sad as hell. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. I, I agree.
1: I mean, you know, and I agree with Kimberly here. The, you know, the FTC actually needs to do their job. I said this about these new proposals. Yeah. A lot of these are already rules that are there. Yes, But nobody's doing anything about it.
0: And, like, and you know, as we know from our conversation with Aaron Witte, Um, Yes, that that the reason that there isn't as much enforcement as there could and should be is because most of these organizations are understaffed. Now, I find that hard to believe, you know, uh, with the FTC and things like that. but, But if the FTC has to look at dealerships in 50 states, well, then, yeah, it becomes much more difficult. But you remember the conversations we had with her when she worked at the uh, Virginia Attorney General's Office, and there was, what, one attorney or two attorneys assigned to Consumer Affairs, and they had one or two investigators for the entire state of Virginia? So yes, these rules and regulations are on the books. Yes, they need to be enforced. And no, they can't be because, well, they don't have the, the limited manpower to be able to do it. Um, yeah. And, and you know, where is it going to come from when, when, you
1: know, half the country thinks the government is already bloated, which I would be tend to agree. But I think the staff just isn't in the right place. We have them, you know, all over in the wrong places doing the wrong things. Do we need, you know, do we need one hundred and eighty thousand more IRS agents? How about we just take, you know, ten thousand more uh, you know, people on the enforcement of the laws that already exist over there. You know, it's I'm very confused on on sort of the way this government runs. I've been confused most of my life on the way the government runs. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't like when you talk about this, uh, what the, this uh, this congressman said that he actually took the line out of um, the not out of not his mouth saying that the, these rules would make it more cumbersome, confusing, and take a lot longer at the dealership for the consumer. And I don't even somewhat
0: understand how you read those proposals and come to that conclusion. Well, because there, there would be extra paperwork involved uh, because of the disclaimers that ha- every time you, you you talk about a payment or whatever. But the reality is, after the conversation we had yesterday, with Chris Barron, you know, it it becomes apparent that if all dealerships operated in the manner that they operate their dealerships, you don't even need the FTC to check up on them. Okay. It becomes real simple. The price is the price. And that started with, um, Ed Molinax, who, who founded the group back in 1970. Okay. And, and he thought to himself, I don't get the I don't get to negotiate with the cashier at the grocery store. I don't understand why you have to negotiate for the price of the automobile. We should just price it at, at what we think is a fair price and be done with it. And he was the pioneer of this. And it seems like such a simple solution. And maybe yeah. that's what the problem is. It's too damn simple. It makes too damn much sense. Yeah. Um but it just—if—if if dealerships all operated in that manner, you don't need the FTC to be checking up on them. You don't need the rules and regulations. Um, you just know that the price is the price, and you're done with it. And yeah, and, it's and, all
1: upfront. It's all transparent. You know, and hopefully that's what Amazon is doing. I hope. You know, I don't know that, but I hope yeah. that's
0: what they're doing. One—one one would think, but we don't know yet. We don't have enough insight or enough inside information yeah. from Amazon and Hyundai to know exactly what it is that they've agreed to. Um, but we had a nice quick story about it that really didn't shed much light on another that, other than there's 18 dealers. <laughs> and will be able to do some of
1: this directly online. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe, you know, next is that Congress is going to move to try to stop them like they've tried to stop Tesla from selling direct. And now they'll say, oh, no, no, you need to. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know it's it's crazy town out there right now. It's, you know, I don't I don't understand how this goes. And I just want to say real quick for those who are wondering uh, who Aaron Witte might be or Chris Barron and what Ray is talking about. That would be the Auto Insiders podcast (laughs) with Ray Shefska, released every Monday. You can go back and listen to Aaron's. you got to wait a few weeks to listen to Chris's. Fascinating, fascinating conversations where you get to hear all about those kind of things that we can't really cover necessarily in these shows. But, you know, Ray gets to dive deep into them. and, uh, and, And they're fascinating episodes where you get to really hear these stories about about the industry and what's really going on, you can shed light on some of these things. Like, why does the FTC need new rules? Well, because there's no staff.
0: Yes, there's yes, and and, there. and and just so everybody knows, Erin Witty is the director of consumer protection for the Consumer Federation of America, um, and and so we interviewed her. Uh, I I believe uh, her interview dropped the first week. Um, was she one of the first three, or she, she was, was the first? second week? She was okay. the, the, So yeah. that's that's on the uh, Auto Insiders podcast, um, and yeah, we get to dive in uh, uh, a little deeper uh, when it comes to these conversations to uh, to be able to shed a little more light. And I, I must say, nature is shedding a little more light on you. I know I'm going to have
1: to uh, adjust <laughs> my blinds here, because I am having a. Uh, the- I- <laughs> it was raining earlier, and now it's a, a sun all shiny. All right. Here
0: well, we that, that's that's good to hear that it's a, that it's sunny in Sacramento.
1: Oh man, well, it's always sunny in Sacramento. You <laughs> get tired of it, Ray?
0: <laughs> you forget. I I lived in the field right area for twenty years, and <laughs> yeah. and it's even sunnier in the. Field. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. I was in. I lived in
1: Tucson, so um, you know. Yeah. But well, we got monsoons every summer so at least we had some rain,
0: you know. Coming. Well, we we got haboobs which is yeah. so for people who don't know, a haboob is like a thunderstorm that kind of peter's out on its way to the valley with, where Phoenix is and it just turns into this giant ass dust storm with high winds and that's called the the weather term for it is a haboob. I'm not a- Try, did not you know, know not, that. Yeah. I'm not making anything up. I'm, I'm, I'm shedding the real info here. It's a haboob. The, I don't know where the name comes from, but that's what they call it in weather terminology. Okay. Get me so, off the meteorolo- yeah. meteorological. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> well, so I, I did want
1: to pull up. So getting back onto the subject, uh, you know, uh, Igor had an interesting comment. Just came back from Montenegro. And the auction today looking like there's lots of repos, Great. mostly in luxury. And wow. according to the bank who's running those, they're all voluntary repos. Wow, that
0: speaks That's volumes. It.
1: Yes, it does. Yes, it a lot. It really does. And we knew the luxury market is falling super fast, but uh, but yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of yes, um, uh, speaking of auto insiders, who's our guest this coming Monday?
0: Uh, it would be Igor. Oh, that's it, right. It's Igor. 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 <laughs> and I spent an hour conversing a couple weeks ago. And and that episode of Auto Insiders does drop Monday morning, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts and on the Auto Insiders with Ray Shevsky YouTube channel. So you can so watch. Speaking of a lot of inside
1: that- information, Igor has, has always been, you know, yes. really great. Uh, with his information, uh, he's always here helping everyone out with information. And yeah, I mean, the voluntary repos of the luxury is, is interesting. I wonder how many of those are just people who who got that stimulus check and and other things and thought they would go out there balling and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that Mer- BMW, that Mercedes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna. And then all of a sudden, reality hits, and uh oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, and 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 the hope is, I would hope that um, that those people actually took relatively good care of those vehicles, um, and that there could be some bargains out there for some people, Um, but we shall see. And it's it, you know, we we've talked endlessly about the repo situation and the and the financing situations that are going on in this country, and it's difficult at best. There's there is um the the idea that we could be seeing in the automotive sector the same type of uh, stuff that we saw in the mortgage sector back in 2008 and uh, let's hope it doesn't get quite that bad
1: well so i was looking i was looking at uh, the market today the economy today and there's an interesting thing out which is uh the majority of millennials and gen z's who are buying homes are getting the down payment from their parents and family members. Because they're saying the number one obstacle to, uh, well, the number one obstacle to buying a house is salary. Uh, The number two is down payment. Yes, And the average house now is uh, just a little over $420,000 in America. And so, Ray, if you had to put 20% down, how much would that be?
0: I believe that would be about 84000 bucks. Plus closing costs. Yes. So you're, in you're cash looking, that you, you need you, down. So you're looking there's probably somewhere around, a, around 110 grand or so. Roughly yeah. speaking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That you need to save up in cash to buy a house. Like that's Who's and how many people that? are making yeah, how many people are making that? It said to to afford a house in America, not california which is yeah. way higher but in america you need to make one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars a year well i mean unless you're a dual income house it's a smaller segment of the population than we sure would like it to be
0: yes as well uh so uh, thank goodness i don't have to buy a house
1: yeah um. <laughs> but uh, so on those lines though also ties in with did you see the new lucid they got
0: I really? did. I did and I and I think um if I remember correctly when I sent that article over to you, I said the lucid finding more ways to lose more money. Um and, and um it, it looked attractive in the pictures. Yeah, um, it,
1: it, it looks um similarly kind of uh to a sienna a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, there's
1: definitely some. I, I thought we had more pictures of it in this article, but uh, I guess it's in the video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks a little bit like a Sienna. But I will say this: for Lucid, eighty thousand dollars is really cheap. Well, yeah. I mean, it's well, not a cheap vehicle. I'm not saying no, it's, but eighty thousand dollars for a Lucid
0: is I, cheap. I, I get what you're saying, and yeah. and 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 that's that's the base model. Yeah. Uh, God knows what the base model doesn't come with, um, but my my suspicion would be that um, depending on model, you, you could probably end up somewhere probably around one hundred twenty thousand or more yeah. for their for their high end uh, gravity. Um, and I I, I I was thinking to myself, you know, they they they've come out or they're going to be coming out with this, and and assuming. Assuming that it sells as well as th- their present vehicle, the loose <laughs> there, um, then Mr. Rollison's uh, income, which was $379 million last year for running a company that lost $3 billion, um, <sighs> heck, he ought to be at a half a billion. He ought to be at like 500 million next year.
1: I'm you know, But assuming, I would, look, assuming
0: that that fails as well as the other vehicles. <laughs> look, this is
1: starting at half the cost of their other vehicles. So maybe I'm just I, I'm trying to be an optimist here on this Friday. Maybe lucid to seeing that the the error of their ways are vehicles that cost way too much money. Yes. And this only costs too much money, not, not way, way too,
0: too much. Money. Gotcha. <laughs> so Okay. Uh, it's just it's just i you know i guess there's a market for it um there, there there really hasn't been much of a market for any of the lucid products so i don't know why they would uh, they they would think that there's going to be a market for a lucid uh, suv a crossover whatever the hell it is um but you know i'm sure there's I'm I'm sure there's ten or twelve people across this great country of ours are going to say I got to have it, um, you know. And I don't know what it costs to develop a vehicle, but you know, to sell ten or twelve of them, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be making all their money back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and and but I
1: think it's isn't it a minivan or is it? A, it might be a crossover SUV. I, right. I've thought it looked more minivanish, but but i guess if you
0: depends on your definition of minivan. Yes, I, I think it does. Um and and so we'll see where that goes for them. Um but it's interesting um well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean look,
1: Rivian is going to end up being one of the the success stories i think. And i i think i said that early on and they've struggled but but they're really picking up steam a lot here. And I will tell you, Ray, I cannot leave my house without seeing a Rivian now.
0: Well, that's probably because there's one parked in, in, in your apartment complex. But that's besides <laughs>
1: There is not. There is not. But but everywhere I go, I'm like, I am seeing Rivians everywhere. So I, I, mean, used to I see, know they're picking up.
0: I, I used to see a lot of them, a lot. I used to see like three or four of them in the parking garage where Zach's office was in Bethesda when he was there. Um, so yes, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, R- Rivian could be a winner. I think there'll be many more losers, and there will be winners in the EV side of things. I um, mean, I think that's been the case in all automotive, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just I don't think
1: EVs change that at all. Might the, change who the winners are, but yes, it's not I mean, going to change
0: that most people will fail. The only thing that that will um, perhaps prevent lucid from ever dropping out is all the saudi money that backs it um yeah which is it seems to be an endless supply so which is and, baffling because uh,
1: I, I feel like they they like their money too like why are they just throwing
0: money at I, apparently like that? I apparently they have so much of it that they that they like pissing it away um <laughs> And, and somebody asked if I had found my Saudi friend yet. I have not. I did not have time to head over to the uh, to the Saudi uh, embassy when I was in D.C. last weekend because I got there. I took the train down. As soon as I got off the train, went over to Zach's place. Then we went over to the office to film some videos. Then we went to dinner. Um, so, you know, I, I just did not have time to try and uh, to try and find myself a Saudi. Um, that, that wanted to um, just invest in me.
1: Um, uh, meanwhile,
0: mean, you're near
1: D.C. You just hop over there and go over to the embassy, knock on the door and say, I'm looking for some money. I'm
0: looking for a benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, what do you got for us? I got me, okay? I got me and a few thousand followers on YouTube. Come on. We can get that up to several million. Back me uh (laughs) meanwhile we have another show to do in about 12 and a half minutes so we should probably say goodbye and remind people to come watch us and farzad will be there today on the on our electric show on on our our, the ev
1: channel yeah just because we i'm here doesn't mean we can't talk about evs on if zach had brought up this story and zach was one of the people who presented the story to us um, if Zach had brought this up, you wouldn't have had that problem. Just because I'm here doesn't
0: mean we can't talk about EVs. Yeah, I mean, you know, they it are affects the a marketplace. big part and parcel of the automobile yeah. industry at the moment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, there will not be a Saturday Night Live tomorrow, at least from us. Um, uh, well, Zach will be at a wedding. Not his, um, mm-hmm. but a childhood friend's wedding in, the, in Scottsdale tomorrow night. So for all of you who were wondering where Zach is, Head to Scottsdale, see if we can find him, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, um, and and see if you can find Zach. And if you find him, say hi, and uh, say hi to Laura for me as well. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back here on, on the uh, Ray and Zach channel next Monday at noon Eastern, nine Pacific, um, and whatever the hell else time it is everywhere else in the world. Um, <laughs> Justice, thank you for filling in and not being Zach the past three days. And uh, I'll see you in about 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: I'll see you over on the other channel, which everyone keeps asking, is Car Edge Electric Unplugged? There so you just go. search that in YouTube. You'll be able to find us. And uh, we're going to talk all things of Ray's favorite truck today. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. Right. We'll see you, you next Ray. week. <laughs>